0: We acknowledge and pay respect to the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast was produced, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. We also pay our respects to the traditional owners of the lands that this content reaches, and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening. People need
1: people. We've always needed people. We
0: always will need people. And I think it's like a drastic shock. Welcome to Conversations in Isolation, a podcast that brings the intimacy of conversation against the backdrop of social distancing. Together we talk with interesting people, telling the stories you haven't heard from the places you can't go, to bridge the void of social isolation. Hi, my name is Tira, and in this episode, I'm joined by oral health therapist, Anita Youssef, to discuss the impact COVID-19 has had on the dental community, as well as how patients have been coping without professional oral treatment.
1: So my name is Anita Youssef. I am 27 years old. My occupation is an oral health therapist. I do work in three locations. One being a private clinic, which is um, just privately. Number two being Monash Health, that's public. And number three, I am also a academic staff teacher at Charles Sturt University, currently teaching the first years studying Bachelor of Oral Health.
0: Thank you so much, Anita, for agreeing to be interviewed. Now, we know that banks are open and so are hairdressers, but why not dental clinics?
1: We are trying to minimise the COVID-19 to begin with. In dental settings, what we do deal with everyday basis is saliva. We are in very close contact with the patient. So the patient's opening their mouth right in my face kind of thing. And also we have aerosols generating by procedures, which will increase the transmission of COVID-19. And I think the government knows best how to approach the situation. So I do believe that level three restrictions are the best to be done at this point of time.
0: What's happening in the dental community right now? How is everyone currently dealing with COVID-19?
1: We have been implementing a level three restrictions that has been recommended by the Dental Board of Australia. So there's things that we can do and can't do in regarding management of the patient. The things that we can perform are acute dental pain. So that's severe pain. um, And we can perform a root canal or extractions for those teeth. Management of significant damaged upper tooth. So that's just because of the aesthetics. So anything got to do with trauma, front tooth, we can manage. Soft tissue management, such as ulcers, cancers. Management of complex medical-compromised patients with medical concerns, which may compromise their systemic oral disease, we can treat. Management of high risk of rapid progression of dental theories, that's due to the factors of such as socioeconomics or cultural factors. And we can also manage patients who have been directly referred by their medical practitioner for medical necessary dental care. Things that we cannot do at this moment is we can't extract any teeth, broken chipped teeth, bleeding, sore gums, loose teeth, dentures, crown, bridges, cleaning, and also any joint movement.
0: And have you heard any stories about how patients are currently coping?
1: Yeah, so what we have heard and what I've come across is a lot of patients are avoiding coming to the dentist at this point of time with any kind of pain. Patients are just thinking it's more safe for them to take over-the-counter medications such as paracetamol, neurofin and such, or actually going to their GP and taking a script of antibiotics or whatsoever. So that's what they are relying on, so they're just avoiding the dental setting to avoid the COVID-19.
0: And are you worried that people might put themselves at risk by not getting treatment?
1: Yes, I worry a lot about patients' oral health, especially those compromised immune system, as mentioned earlier, may avoid dental settings as they are more in risk of COVID-19, and they may rely on alternative factors, such as the high intake of over-the-counter medication, which may, in the long run, detriment their overall oral health.
0: I'm sure people would like to know what they can do at home if they are experiencing a toothache or other dental hygiene issues. Is there anything you would recommend doing?
1: Yeah, so at the moment we will be recommending patients to take good care of their oral health and habit. So that's like brushing twice a day, flossing, good healthy diet and lifestyle. And we're all sitting at home, so we want to make sure we're eating something healthy. Um, any gingival or periodontal disease at the moment are best to be avoided, as it's not recommended for us to address. Acute pain, such as severe pain, you can't come to see us. There are some medications people are taking, but we recommend you addressing their medical practitioner or their dentist or clinician before taking those medications.
0: So what difficulties are you dealing with during this current pandemic
1: and how has it affected you? So I am unemployed. My private practice has closed down. There's only one dentist kind of seeing those patients that have level 3 restriction that we can do. So what I'm doing these days is I'm just staying home and following the um, the restrictions and the isolation that have been recommended and I am seeing and spending time with my family.
0: Looking into the future, what do you think it'll be like a month from now?
1: In a month from now, I do hope things do get better. If restrictions were removed in dentistry, I believe that dental clinics will be twice as busy as they were before, because what would have happened in this time that we would have been closed is the waiting list would have increased in number. And patients with compromised medical history may still delay treatment until each individual feels like it's safe for them to go to their dental appointments, and especially those recall appointments or, you know, simple checkups, simple recall for a cleaning and such. So I think people will just delay them for the time being and just address us when they are in pain or they need us most.
0: Is there anything good or surprising that has come out of this? For example, have you discovered something about yourself or the people around you?
1: I've promised myself that I want to come out of this isolation period with a new skill or a new knowledge to gain. So, at the moment, I am trying to stay fair. I am learning about my second language, but as I always said, I would address, but didn't have that time, that downtime to do so. I do know how to speak Arabic, but I am taking this time to learn how to read and write.
0: That's really good. I should do that. Um, <laughs> finally, is there anything you want to say to the people at
1: home listening? I would just recommend them to listen to the restrictions, follow them, take care of yourself and one another, your family members. Take this time to reflect on yourself and on what you've been doing in life and how if this isolation was to be removed, what would you do differently that you haven't done before? So a lot of productizing and self-reflecting on ourselves. Stay home, and stay safe, and if there was any habit that you wanted to break, such as smoking or anything like that, now is the time to do so because now you've got the whole day in front of you to work on yourself.
0: Thanks again so much. Thank you very
1: much. No it's worries. my pleasure.
0: That was Anita Youssef. And since we did that interview, the risk of COVID-19 infection has decreased within the community and dental clinics have resumed treatment within the stage 1 restriction guidelines prescribed by the Australian Dental Association under limited scope. Further details about treatment restrictions can be found on the ADA website. On our next episode, Jeevan sits down with supermarket worker Joshua Houston, who talks about how day-to-day life at the supermarket has changed for him since the spread of the virus. And I noticed one day just a bunch of customers came in and they bought just a ton of toilet paper. It was unusual and at first we all sort of chatted about it with the customers about how ridiculous they were being and how much they were overreacting. And everyone sort of had a bit of a big laugh about it. But it was probably about a week after that that we started to begin taking it seriously once we noticed that there was this website going up that was recording it all over the the world. conversations in isolation is produced by rmit media and profcom students we're working from home using laptops phones and sometimes even a microphone if we're lucky music is by melbourne musician liam mayton and you can find us on your favorite podcasting app
1: don't forget to follow us on twitter at isolation combos